0: Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy, he has an earth-shelter greenhouse, and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode number 22, which is titled, Are We Recycling or Wish Cycling? Who is to Blame? I want to start this episode by asking a simple question. Have you ever taken the blame for something that was not your fault? Have you ever been the scapegoat for someone else's mistake? Have you ever had a co-worker throw you under the bus for something that was actually a shared responsibility or maybe even their responsibility? Or have you ever sat back and watched someone shift the blame of a mistake onto someone else? I think it's fair to say that we've all experienced this sort of thing at one time or another and I think we all have a similar angry and frustrated reaction to such things. You know, people who shift the blame onto someone else in order to divert the attention away from themselves or divert the attention away from what the real problem actually is. So let me give you an example. Do you really think that banning of plastic straws is going to save the planet? And yet we hear this all the time. Of all the plastic trash that ends up in the ocean, plastic straws are actually a minuscule portion of that. Now you know I can quote you some some statistics on this of course, but that would actually just kind of be boring, so allow me to just give you a real life example. A few years ago I was involved in some voluntary beach cleanup on a small island of Utila which is one of the what's called the Bay Islands off the coast of Honduras. I was actually there to do some advanced scuba diving training and most divers, of course, are concerned about the environment and in particular the oceans. And as part of our training, we were required to spend half a day doing beach cleanup. So there was a small beach on the north side of the island. We had a crew of about 15 people in four hours we picked up about 40 large garbage bags full of plastic trash off of the beach and when we were finished it looked as if we hadn't even put a dent in the surface of the problem so in the process of all this you want to know how many plastic straws i picked up during that time three so you know we watch or we hear about this video of course that went went viral on the internet that was about someone pulling a plastic straw out of the nose of a sea turtle, and suddenly we're bent out of shape about using plastic straws. However, we are not focusing on the real problem at hand, and furthermore, things such as this only shift the blame to someone else. You know, it is so easy to sit back and after seeing that video and make this commitment to never use a plastic straw again, but what about the 4.9 pounds of waste that each of us produces every single day? What are you going to do about that? Well, you may immediately say that you'll start recycling, composting more, maybe even producing less trash, but how far are you truly willing to go? What if everyone that cried out about the environment and climate change was required to live off the grid, eat only the things they were able to grow, wear only the clothes they were able to knit from scratch, then I don't think there would be very much of an environmental movement, now would there? But again, most people would object to such a concept. But again, think about that. How far are you truly willing to go? The simple fact is that switching to paper straws is not going to save the planet. It only diverts our attention away from the real problem. Which brings me around to the topic of recycling. I am sure that we are all familiar with that nice little triangle icon that represents recycling and of course the three R's which are reduce, reuse, and recycle. Well, this is fantastic, but if recycling were the answer to our waste problems, then why do we still have a huge problem with plastic trash? Now, I think we can all agree that we live in this hyper-consumeristic society, and I've certainly addressed this issue in previous episodes, as well as talking about how much waste that we produce in our country. But here's the thing, and I'm gonna have to say that I am guilty of this as well. As much as I realize that we all need to change our wasteful lifestyles, we as consumers are not necessarily to blame, at least not totally. But according to the media, and so many other resources I've read, we are bad Americans, we are wasteful and we need to change our evil ways, so to speak. And perhaps in so many ways that's true, because after all, if you really look at the use of our resources, the the population of the United States comprises about 5% of the world, and yet we consume 25% of the resources. But I can say this over and over again and sooner or later I'm going to start sounding like that teacher in the Charlie Brown cartoons. It's always in the background and all you hear is wah 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 wah. So sooner or later you're not even going to listen. And granted it is fantastic that in many ways if you say I will no longer use a plastic straw." I will no longer walk out of the supermarket with a plastic bag. Because what this means is that you're taking steps in the right direction and you're starting to pay attention to what you're doing. But if you think that recycling is going to save the planet then I have to tell you that you are wrong. Did you know that until 2018 most of the materials to be recycled in the United States actually went to China. And this has been going on for many years, unknown to, to any of us, and I didn't know this until last week. So we actually package up our trash and send it to China. But as of 2018, China is no longer accepting recycling materials from the United States because in many ways they have their own crap to deal with. So what this has done is to shift the responsibility of recycling to towns, cities, and states to, to, for them to do whatever it is they need to do. Now, I am not oblivious to the fact that it takes time, resources, and money to recycle materials. Now, when I lived in this small community in South Carolina, this community actually had, you know, they had a good recycling program. They had a monthly fee um, that they added to your cost for waste disposal in order to help support the recycling program. And I, of course, was more than happy to pay that fee. And I was also surprised at just how little trash we produced as a family of three and how much material actually went into recycling, especially when recycling was made easy. But here's the thing, once again the responsibility was placed on me as the consumer, but this is only shifting the blame. I do agree, I absolutely agree, that recycling is far better than throwing something away. You know, we can even call, call someone out for not recycling, shame on you, and thereby reinforcing our own green behavior. But what you may not realize is that only 9% of the world's plastic is ever even recycled. Most of it still ends up in the landfill. So in other words, recycling is often just another word for this long and expensive detour that a plastic bottle takes on its way to the landfill. So remember again the teacher on Charlie Brown cartoons in the background going wah 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 well recycle 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 but this commentary is only shifting the blame to the consumer. Yes we as consumers, we do play an extremely part, an extremely important part in this cycle, but all of this attention on us as consumers is just like someone throwing you under the bus and making you take responsibility for something and for a problem that you did not create in the first place. So here is the real issue. Our answer to our plastic problem, has always been to recycle. So why do we still have a problem with plastic pollution? Maybe it is because our attention has been diverted away from the real problem. We are being convinced that the problem is with us because we are not recycling. What we should really be focusing on is the industry that produces all the plastic waste in the first place. So look at it this way. The industry machine is putting all of their money into waste management. They are pushing the concept of recycling and also teaching people how to improve their recycling habits. But the only thing that this is doing is throwing the consumer under the bus. In other words, placing the blame for plastic pollution on the consumer. What this means, what this ultimately means is that plastic manufacturers continue to produce single-use plastic and businesses can continue to package products in plastic without ever taking any responsibility. So, do you really think that when a plastic Coke bottle washes up on the beach that the Coca-Cola company is actually going to be fine? Instead, what the industry is asking, why was that not recycled? You know, and this kind of narrative forces the consumer to take responsibility for managing the plastic waste problem. So instead, the question of, instead of the question, why was that not recycled, we should be asking, why is the industry still producing single use plastics in the first place when environmentally friendly alternatives are easily available? Again, I want to emphasize that only 9% of the plastics produced actually get recycled. And only half of the product packaging produced in the world actually gets recycled. But I am happy to tell you that there are some changes coming into the industry. And the state of Maine is sort of at the forefront of this issue. So now that most of our recycling material is no longer being shipped to China, This has had a tremendous economic impact on the recycling industry. And in fact, many small communities can no longer bear the financial cost of recycling. Now, what this has also done is that many cities and towns across the United States are now supporting laws that would force the companies who make products to pay for the cost of recycling and disposing of these products. And these laws are called Extended Producer Responsibility Laws, or EPR for short. So what these laws effectively do is to shift the responsibility from the consumers and back to the companies that produce the products in the first place. Because the simple fact is that this whole system of recycling is not working. But you know, you think about that and I of course ask, well, how did we even get here in the first place? How do we get to this point in the first place? So, when recycling first sort of hit the scene in the 1970s and 1980s, things at the time were really quite different. You know, our recycling system was really multi-streamed. And what that means is that different recyclable materials went into different containers. So people actually spent time sorting recyclables, washing glass bottles, removing labels and making sure that their recycle bins were free of food waste. At the turn of the century is when all of this changed. At the time, China was a booming manufacturing market, and consequently, they needed all the materials that they could get. So the country took all of our recyclables, regardless of quality, and this demand for materials, simply combined with China's lax environmental regulations, shifted global recycling from multi-streamed to single-streamed. And what this means is that people now put all of their recyclable materials, glass paper, plastic, food scraps, pizza boxes, styrofoam, and whatever, into one bin, which waste companies then collected and actually shipped it to China. And with all this plastic coming into China, trash islands began to pop up. Waterways and oceans were filled with plastic trash. And meanwhile, countries like the United States just simply ignored the problem. You know, and we kept collecting whatever passed as recycling and shipped it to the other side of the world. So it was out of sight, out of mind. Well, that all stopped in 2018 when China no longer accepted our recycling materials. So in other words, China no longer wants to deal with our poor recycling habits and we were quite literally left holding the trash bag. But even that is not a complete picture here. You, one thing you have to realize is there there are many challenges in the recycling industry and first of all there is a complete lack of education about recycling. You know, over the last 20 years, Americans, we have forgotten how to recycle, and although we have come a long way, there are still only about 50% of Americans that actually recycle every day, and many people are even unaware of what can actually be recycled in the first place. And one of the problems with recycling is sometimes the services are actually very expensive, And in many cities the curbside service for recycling is simply too expensive for most people and consequently we are pushed toward the trash bin instead of the recycle bin and a lot of times there are also just simply inadequate recycling services and the city of Houston Texas is a perfect example and In 2013, they had such an extensive waiting list for recycling services that people were not even able to obtain the proper bins for recycling. But there's also just a total lack of support sometimes in smaller towns and communities because there are so many bigger issues that need to be addressed that the recycling program just gets pushed aside And in order for a recycling program to to work there just simply needs to be cooperation between legislatures and residents who want to live a more green lifestyle. But you also have to look at the startup costs that need to be addressed. And also the simple lack of alternative services for recycling. Because sometimes in communities where curbside recycling is not available, there are alternative services, which means you can actually package up your, your recycling and drive it to a facility and and drop it off, but many communities do not even have that kind of service. But you know, I used to even be happy that my tiny little community in Colorado had a trash service where you could actually drive your recycling to their facility and drop it off. But then they stopped allowing people to drop off their recycling unless you were one of their paid customers and in fact some really good friends of mine stopped recycling altogether because the company made the recycling cost prohibitive. But here we are again being thrown under the bus and being forced to take responsibility for a problem that we did not create in the first place. So what is the answer? So let's revisit this concept of the three R's of recycling. There's reduce, reuse, and recycle. But to those three R's, we should add refuse, repair, and rot. We should refuse to use single-use plastics. We should refuse disposable items and junk mail. We should repair things instead of replace them. And the rot, of course, refers to composting. So recycling should actually be the last resort. And also what you have to realize is that the simple fact is that the plastics problem is a top-down problem. As consumers, yes, we do need to accept some of that responsibility we need, to, we need to re-educate ourselves, we need to compost everything we can, and we need to perhaps swallow our pride and sort our trash and learn about what local services are available to us. But it also needs to be much, much bigger than that. Because unless we stop using single-use plastic items, the problem is never going to go away. In fact, if you listen to my episode about choices make changes, then you know that our consumers' choices drives the marketplace. So make better choices. It comes down to deciding what types of plastics are absolutely necessary, such as medical supplies for example. And even those need to be made out of material that can easily be recycled. Everything else just simply needs to be cut off and manufacturers need to be held responsible for their own practices instead of throwing the consumer under the bus. So what is my conclusion? Recycling is not the answer to our waste problem. Vowing to never use a plastic straw again is not going to solve our plastic problem. There are many challenges to the recycling industry as you, as you can see We as consumers are being thrown under the bus for the plastic waste problem and yet the industry that produces the waste is not being held accountable. So what can we do as individuals? Remember, choices make changes. And many times, sustainability is simply about making better choices. So your challenge for this week Refuse, repair, rot. Do not allow the industry, society, your neighbors, your coworkers to throw you under the bus and place the blame on you. Take the responsibility for yourself and stop wish cycling. Refuse, repair, and rot. Refuse single-use plastics. Refuse disposable items and junk mail. Repair things instead of replacing them. And learn to compost as much as you can. Recycling should be a last resort. So stop wish-cycling. Change your lifestyle. Don't let an industry place blame on you for something that you did not create in the first place. But then again, it does come back to us as individuals that we just need to make better choices. Now, before I close this episode, I really truly want to leave you with one final thought. And it is if you are interested in something, you will do what is necessary. If you are committed to something, you will do what it takes. In 1996, I purchased an off grid property and I committed myself to building an off-grid homestead and trying to live as sustainable as I could. And actually in July of this year, it will be my 25 year anniversary of having made that decision. And I committed myself to having a lifestyle like this and I am still with it. So I would ask you to just simply be committed to living a sustainable lifestyle. Because the simple fact is, the choices that you make today will have an effect on the choices that you can make five years from now. So make the choice to live sustainably. Okay, folks, that is my last thought for this episode. Again, if you have enjoyed the episode, then please subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, as well as my blog, Off-Grid Living News. This is your host, Patrick, signing off. And remember, always live sustainably because this is how we build a better future.